joy I can't explain fills my soul since the day I made Jesus my King. His blessed Holy Spirit is leading my way. He's teaching and I'm Oh, yeah, good, good. Oh, yes. Oh, this is wonderful. Good to have them with us today. Just come right on up here. I say, I stand, I stand on this side so everybody can see you. Okay, that will be good. Jesus loves 
<laughs> Little strange people, kind of, kind of makes a difference. But uh, I could hear it good. I don't know if you. They're saying Jesus loves me. This I know, and that's and that's that's good for them to know. Learning to lean. That takes care of that worry. If we lean on the Lord, he's all-sufficient one for every need. We are down to the 23rd verse of our text here in the Gospel of Luke, which is the genealogies of Jesus. And this is... uh, Something that uh, maybe sometimes when we get there, we just skip over because there's so many names. I believe some uh, 76 names uh, listed. And, you know, Jesus is the only one that's got a complete genealogy. Uh, Most of us maybe would like to know more about our ancestors, but it's, uh, we might get back three or four generations and we might even go back further than that. But here we find Jesus uh, goes, it's traced back to uh, the beginning uh, of time. When God created the first man, he was, in which he was uh, the creator. We know that. Lots could be said about it. And I'm going to say a few things about maybe uh, five of that's listed in this. There's no way, well, even if some of these names uh, is not recorded anywhere else in the scriptures. And, and, of course, uh, you, we're kind of on our own when you get out from the scriptures. Uh, might be some records. Uh, but I'm thankful that we uh, have this. Uh, it, it points out to us that uh, Jesus uh, really was here. He, he was born of the Virgin Mary. And then uh, we have some record of him as as a babe, the things they did for him. And then we have the record when he was 12 years old, when, when he went to the temple and was able to talk with the scribes uh, there in the temple. 
uh, but uh, to uh, and then of course we've seen him now uh, being baptized and the spirit of God was upon him uh, and not only that we heard uh, the voice uh, as it's recorded uh, that the father God spoke thou art my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased and that's from that time on is beginning of his personal ministry. Luke uh, is not the only one that recorded a genealogy of Jesus. Matthew did. Matthew started off with his uh, from uh, Abraham uh, to David and, and then on down to the birth of Christ. But uh, Luke was able to go back and uh, from uh, the time that, uh, that Jesus was born on up back to Adam and back to the, uh, the Son of God. Now Matthew, uh, at the end of his genealogy, he kind of summed it up when he said... Uh, that there was from Abraham to David, there was 14 generations. And from David until the carrying away into Babylon was 14 generations. And then from the carrying away into Babylon to Christ was 14 generations. So a generation I... Uh, Dictionary says it's about 30 years, and I guess that's pretty well as, as we know it also. So with uh, all of this, I, I want us to think about uh, five different individuals. One of them would be Joseph. One is in the 23rd verse. One is David. Uh, the 31st verse, and then the, uh, Abraham, the 34th verse, and then Adam, uh, the 38th verse, and also in the 38th verse we have the Son of God mentioned. So we, this is how we're going to kind of uh, take care of this uh, genealogy because we find these is very, very important. Now, we notice uh, here that it says, as it was supposed, Jesus was the son of Joseph. And we have studied about uh, the conception and the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know uh, that this... Uh, certainly was supposed because Joseph wasn't his uh, uh, biology uh, father, but he was the legal father. And this is what we reason it's supposed. You remember lots of times uh, when Jesus was doing miracles that they say, would ask the question, is not this Joseph's son? 
and, and his brothers and his sisters. Don't we, we know them? Uh, that, that was a mystery to them. But we know as we have studied and, and I'd like for us to uh, look and think back uh, how that we know that it was just supposed that he was uh, the Lord's father. Luke one thirty five tells us that that uh, angel uh, said uh, unto her, talking about Mary, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now that's the when uh, Mary received the announcement. And of course, uh, we know Joseph and Mary was uh, practically married in that day. Uh, the betrothed, they used the word, but they hadn't come together as husband and wife yet. But everything else was all taken care of. But uh, the angel of the Lord intercede in this. Of course, we know that this is prophecy. And this is how we can understand the genealogies uh, being uh, fulfilled is with the prophecy that had been given. Isaiah gave several things about it, and I'm just going to read a couple of verses uh, about that. Uh, about uh, the prophecy. Uh, in, in the seventh chapter of Isaiah, the 14th verse says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, in which Emmanuel we know means God with us. Isaiah in the ninth chapter, in the sixth verse, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Then when we come to uh, Luke's account again. We've read uh, some uh, verses already, uh, but notice the first chapter and the 31st verse. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. So we see lots of scriptures we could go over concerning who Jesus was and who uh, he was certainly conceived by the Holy Spirit 
and we are thankful we have this record. But the legal term, as, as, uh, as recognize him as a, a father and responsibility as a father, was uh, fell upon Joseph. And we know about Joseph and what a, a, a great man he was. Now, also we have here uh, the son of David uh, here in this 31st verse mentioned. And we know you can't uh, read too many scriptures without finding a reference back uh, to David. And, and I, I noticed what the words that uh, Samuel said uh, to David. Uh, and he said, And when thy days is fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fa your fathers, I will set up uh, thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. And he shall build an house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And of course, uh, we uh, have already read some uh, reference to the uh, David and and the Lord, uh, what uh, Isaiah said. That ninth chapter in the sixth verse tells us about this child that uh, is born unto us, uh, is a son given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So we can read many scriptures uh, about David and the line uh, that David had, which was a great king and the promise would that he would be one of the descendants uh, when this one would come. And then we have in verse 34... Uh, a familiar name in in the Old Testament, Abraham. And in Genesis seventeen seven, he said, "I will establish my covenant between thee and thy seed after thee in the generations of the everlasting covenant to be a God under thee and to be." Uh, your seed after thee. Now, reading that, we uh, can have quite a bit of help when Paul uh, took that thought and, and explained it uh, there to the church at Galatia. Uh, and, and I like to look at it. Galatians 3, 16. Now, to Abraham and to his seed uh, were the promise made. He said not, and to seeds as of many, but as one, and, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So that lets us know that Abraham knew that 
he would be in the language of, uh, of Christ when he should come. Then we have also here mentioned uh, concerning uh, the son of Adam. Uh, the son of Adam, uh, well, we have two Adams, you know, in the scriptures. It's mentioned it, uh, to us that we can think on. In Genesis 2, 7, And the Lord God uh, formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils and uh, the breath of life, and man become a living soul. That's when God created uh, the natural man. In 1 Corinthians 15, 45, And so it was written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. So we have uh, two listed here as, as being Adam. Of course, we know that last was the Lord himself uh, as well as that seed that uh, I, uh, the Apostle Paul was referenced to uh, that was told concerning Abraham. All right, so it's several scriptures, and I, I like for us to notice uh, some of them. I and and I had others here too, but I wanted us to see uh, all all of these uh, five that I have mentioned. All right, notice uh, in Romans five uh, verse twelve and, and following down uh, a good. Well, I could go on down quite a quite a few, but notice as we begin here at the 12th verse. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death uh, by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. All right, so that lets us know about Grandfather uh, Adam. And, and, and as the scripture goes on and tells us, for until the law, sin was not in the world, but sin is not imputed where there's no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them uh, that had sinned after the similitude of, of Adam's transgression, who is a figure of him that is to come. All right, then that gives us uh, an idea about uh, uh, Adam as being a figure or likeness or the, concerning the one that's to come. So we're seeing the genealogy being built from one generation to the next. All right, then uh, he goes on and tells us some great things we need to uh, notice. But he said, but now as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, uh, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, abound unto many. And not as it were by one that sin, so is the gift 
and for the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offense uh, unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign by life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, the righteousness of one, uh, the free gift came upon men to justification of life. For by one man's disobedience, many was made sinners. So by the obedience of one uh, shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. So we see uh, the, as the Spirit was leading Paul uh, not only to give us uh, the natural side of Adam and the condemnation and, and judgment that's placed upon us because of sin, but he is pointing out uh, the last Adam, what we have in Christ. I, I want to say this, and if you hadn't ever thought about it, I trust you would take it to heart. We as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have more in the last Adam than we have in the first Adam, even before he failed. Because we have complete righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ and we stand justified in Him. Uh, so the scripture teach that the first man was the representative uh, as the federal head of mankind. We, this shouldn't be no trouble uh, for us to recognize that. But what's the good news is that Christ is the representative of his people uh, that was chosen before the foundation of the world uh, and that we stand and he's our representative. When, he, uh, when we become believers in him, that we can see we uh, have uh, a solid foundation in the Lord. In Matthew 1.20, talking about Joseph again, and, and I'm sure you remember this from our previous studies, and probably noted for uh, many years, or probably uh, you just can't remember when you first heard it. But this tells us a great, great truth. But while he thought on these things, this is Joseph now, here's his, uh, as we would call, fiancé, but really it was stronger than that. Uh, and she was uh, with child. 
And he was thinking about what was he going to do. All right. But he had, the scripture tells us, uh, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thy son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. See, the scripture said, and the angel said, you know, he, she's your wife. But we know they hadn't come together as husband and wife. For that which is conceived in her is uh, of the Holy Ghost, or we say the Holy Spirit. And she should bring forth a son. Thou shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Oh, what good news we have to proclaim. Then we notice in our text that not only did uh, that uh, 38th verse uh, tells us uh, concerning uh, Adam, uh, but it mentions also which was the Son of God. And of course, this is the Lord himself. And this carries us back uh, there uh, even before the creation. Uh, because uh, we have trouble explaining it because we sometimes call it eternity past, uh, but it's not past. It's just uh, before God put time in motion. Maybe that's a better way to say it, uh, that Christ uh, has uh, always been. He, he's, uh, he's never a time that he didn't exist. Uh, and, and this is why we can see some good, uh, great scriptures. In the third chapter of Luke, verse 22, and the Holy Ghost descended in, in a bodily shape uh, like a dove upon him, talking about uh, the Lord when he, uh, he was baptized. And, and he said, and the voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And I guess it'd be good for us to go back to first uh, the Gospel of John, the first chapter, because it tells us exactly those things. In the beginning was the Word, all capital. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things was made by Him, and without Him, uh, without Him, uh, was not anything made that was made. Oh, what a, a wonderful thought that it is! And uh, of course, many people think Jesus just had a beginning uh, when He come to this earth uh, as a, as a babe. But he is eternal. He was uh, before time ever was in motion. In Colossians 2, I, I like uh, these verses. It tells us these things. For uh, the apostle said, In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead 
uh, badly. He said, all the Godhead uh, is, the, is the fullness. All right? and, it, and then in the 16th verse of that first chapter, he said, for by him were all things created. Talking about the Lord himself that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible. For there be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things was created by him and for him. And he is before all things. Now listen to this. And by him all things consist. Even today, if it wasn't for him, uh, what it kind of uh, things would be happening in this world. So uh, the apostle Paul writing to Titus, I said, looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Just a few more verses. Now notice back in the book of Romans, the chapter 9 in the fifth verse. Whom, whom are the Father, right, and, and whom all concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, blessed God, blessed forever. Amen. You remember that resurrection day in the evening when the disciples was uh, behind closed doors uh, that uh, Thomas received the news that uh, Jesus was resurrected. He's alive. And he said, unless I put my hands in his side and see, see the uh, scars, uh, I, I can't believe it. And, of course, when Jesus appeared to him, uh, coming in even through closed doors and everything and and one of the first things he said, Thomas, you just come here and reach. You reach in here and see uh, where uh, the spear went in. And here, look at my hands. And, and Thomas made a statement. And I want you to know the Lord didn't rebuke him. Nobody else rebuked him. And we can't rebuke him now. When he said, my Lord and my God. Yes, Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. Second Peter 1 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have attained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the Savior. Anyone's ever saved, they have to come by Jesus. Believe on Him that He is the, the God. He did 
uh, die for our sins. And he was buried and rose again. And he's alive forevermore. And notice that second verse where he said, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and our and Jesus our Lord. He said, May grace rest upon you. Yes, there is a natural family that we was born to our parents, and there is a spiritual family. And to uh, be in the spiritual family, that's why the Lord told Nicodemus, you must be born again to enter into that family. Not only you be born again, but being adopted into that family. I'm thankful that by God's marvelous grace, I've experienced both. I'm thankful for my parents, grandparents, and talking about the genealogies. Uh, I, I'm thankful I can go back a few generations, and but uh, we've tried to go back further, and of course we got to the Civil War, which is a bunch of records, and and, and I'm thankful that we discovered that I don't know how many greats it would be, at least two or three uh, granddaddies was a Baptist preacher. But I don't have a genealogy like Jesus does. From the beginning of time back to the beginning of time. Even though people might suppose he was Joseph's son, but he was the eternal son of God. God used different men to confirm that as you would read or try to read and call these names. And I mentioned a few of them here, but that's is great to think about. He literally came he, he had a mother and a, a spiritual father by the work of the Holy Spirit. And he had brothers and sisters. He walked up and down uh, the country that he was in and preached the gospel himself to those that he come in contact with. Yes, it's wonderful to think about. And some may say, why do we have the genealogies? Well, Matthew started out right quick. Uh, the first chapter, as we said earlier. But here we see that as Jesus was fixing to go uh, and, and begin his ministry, and, and the Father has confirmed that he was his beloved son, that Luke said uh, this uh, was when he was about 30 years old, he began uh, his ministry as it was supposed that he was the son of Joseph. I'm thankful he wasn't. 
the son of Joseph. If he, would, if he was, he'd be like you and I, uh, a sinful man. But being conceived by the Holy Spirit, our Lord didn't know no sin. He didn't do any sin. He was a perfect sacrifice that satisfied the justice of the Heavenly Father. And that's why we have a salvation that's complete in Christ. Father, we thank you uh, for your word and, and Lord, what little understanding that uh, you've given us. We're so thankful that we can confess to others I know my Lord as my Savior. Lord, I don't know if there's any here that has come uh, to that place that they can say that. But Lord, I hear your word saying, Behold, today is the day of salvation. And Lord, may we see even from this uh, study of the genealogies of Christ, that he's the real one. There's been many false Christ and shall be some to even come on. But we, as your children, we know who he is. And we rest in his finished work on Calvary because if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have anything to trust in. But I'm thankful that you've given us the complete records from the beginning when he was in eternity, when he come to this earth, and then when he ascended back after he completed everything that was to be completed, and we give you praise for this. In Jesus' name we do pray, and for your sake, amen. Is there any word before we close? If not, Brother Kirk and Dahl, would you lead us in our closing prayer? Heavenly Father, we do thank you, Lord, that we've been able to gather together today. We've heard uh, your word brought to us. We pray, Lord, that you bless each person individually. And bless, Lord, this assembly. And we'll all grow together and grow closer to you. Bless those, Lord, on the prayer list, especially Brother Todd. Yes. Pray that you might strengthen him that he'll soon be back with us. Pray, Lord, for those who have lost loved ones. Pray, Lord, that uh, you would comfort them in their times of sorrow. Bless us, Lord, as we leave now. And kind of Father, I pray that uh, you always find us to be as dedicated to you as we are dependent upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.